0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Good Games Live, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Monday right here at twitch.tv slash Games. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. I'm
1: loving that energetic intro.
0: Got me ah, going. Ah, thanks. You know, it's Monday, April 27th, 2020, and Brit, wouldn't you know it, it's my dad's birthday today.
1: Happy <gasps> birthday, Larry. Is he getting crunk? Out in get, uh,
0: you know, I don't think he's getting crunk, because he's been on a diet, ah. um, and he's really kind of uh, stopped drinking, which I don't know how he's doing that in quarantine. I feel like I've been drinking more.
1: <laughs> yeah, during our Patreon streams on Friday, I finished that bottle of Jack, that gentleman's Jack. I did not realize how much was in there until I stood up after we were done I started walking, and I was like, oh, no. What,
0: <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, it's uh it's a thing when we do our happy hour Q and A. Thanks again to everybody who showed up at our happy hour Q and A in our after hour stream at patreon.com slash what's good games oh we've got a hype train coming in the Ah, twitch chat as well thanks friends welcome to the show of course this is our live show if you guys are listening to it on podcast services or at youtube.com slash what's good games do know that you can join us live every monday at 11 a.m pacific time for our fantastic what's good games live show Uh, let's go ahead and just get right into the announcements because we have a ton of news to cover today yeah So as I mentioned, the Patreon streams happened on Saturday. If you missed them, don't worry. You can watch the archives on the Patreon posts. If you have trouble finding those, let us know. Email us at contact at whatsgoodgames.com. I am in final preparations for Games Beat Summit 2020. I mentioned this on the podcast on Friday's show, but if you guys missed it, if you go to GamesBeatSummit.com, you can still register to be part of the online virtual summit. So This is a summit that I've hosted the last two years in a row, so this will be my third year back as an MC, and I will be hosting on the Hero Stage all day tomorrow and Wednesday. There's a lot of great panelists and speakers that are going to be appearing at GamesBeat Summit It is an industry-focused and business-focused event. So if that's something that interests you about video games, please do check it out. I would love to see you guys over there in the Zoom rooms. And then, yeah, the Zoom rooms. And then next week, a week from today, we're going to be hosting the team from Manticore to give a live demo and playthrough and build session of Core, which is a brand-new gaming platform that you can create multiplayer games in. It's a really cool thing and... Wait, what? why, Why? oh boy. No, I'm excited. So we're going to actually create stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Oh boy. I'm going to fumble my way through it, Britt, but I'm going to have some awesome people from the Manticore team to help along the way. We're going to make a What's Good Games Hub World. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. So many I'm ideas. excited. It's going to be fun. So it's happening next Monday after the show. So we're going to go live at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's Monday, May 4th. May the 4th, may the 4th be with you. Ah. I didn't even, I forgot it was Star Wars Day. Yeah. But um, maybe we'll make something Star Wars and WGG mashed up. A purple lightsaber. Great. Oh. <gasps> purple is my favorite Kyber crystal color. How did you know? Oh. It's almost like you just know me, Britt. <laughs> um, Brittany, yes. we also have something happening in a couple of weeks that's very dear to us. You want to tell the folks all about it?
1: I would love to. Yes. So our three-year anniversary of What's Good Games is coming up. Hard to believe it's been three years. Holy crap. So next – no, not next. Saturday, May 16th. I wish that was next Saturday. That sounds like a lot of fun. Actually, I don't wish it was next Saturday because we are not ready yet. So next – next Saturday. Three weeks. Three weeks. Next, next, next Saturday, May 16th is our – three-year anniversary stream of What's Good Games, and we want to incorporate our friends, and that is you, ladies and gentlemen, into this fun event we have planned. So what we are asking is if you could go to whatsgoodgames.com slash anniversary, we are requesting videos of you answering some specific What's Good Games-related questions, and then the idea is that we're going to splice them all together into a pretty little video and then show it off to the world and how proud we are of all of you. It's fun stuff. Like do your bre- your breast do your best Brit face do your be- do your breast Brit face do a Brit yes Brit. that describe <laughs> describe Andrea or Steimer in one word you know do your own rendition of uh, you know our our theme stuff like that so again what's dot slash anniversary go over there check it out submit your videos we're asking them to be sent asap uh, tomorrow is what we're saying could be the deadline we're saying the deadline's tomorrow but we might extend it. If you, you know, really want to get that video in there. But please submit them ASAP. It'd be great. Love you. We, appreciate you.
0: Yeah. We, we're going to look over all of the submissions and if there's some things that are missing. Because we ask you guys to do um, a few things in the video, but we fully anticipate that not everybody's going to do everything. And so if we're missing certain sections, we may extend the deadline. But, um Again, Britt has all of the instructions um, on the website, and just a reminder: you can do this with your phone. Doesn't need to be a fancy setup like this or anything. <laughs> please don't, um, don't do it to yourself. Yeah, just make sure you hold it horizontally. No, no Instagram story videos, please, friends. We
1: uh, you know well the area. We want to see your beautiful face.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, well, we hope you guys will send us some submissions. I'm looking forward to taking a peek at all of those videos. But now it's time to get into the news. So today, our first story Ooh. is all about these PlayStation exclusives. We've got new release dates for the Ghosts of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part 2. So this was a post that happened on the PlayStation blog. Of course, it was from Herman Hulse, who is the head of Worldwide Studios for Sony Interactive Entertainment, and it reads, Our teams at Sony Interactive Entertainment and Worldwide Studios approach development milestones and confront a world changed by COVID-19. We find ourselves having to adapt to today's ever-changing environment. Amidst some disruptions to our working styles, we wanted to provide an update to the PlayStation gamers who are eager to learn when our next Exclusives titles will arrive to PlayStation Four. As we begin to see an ease in global distribution environment, I'm pleased to confirm that The Last of Us Part Two will arrive on June 19th, and Ghosts of Tsushima will follow on July 17th. Brittany, are you
1: excited? Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. We see people, I see people in chat who are worried that we're going to cover, and we're going to talk about this in the next story, the spoilers that have leaked, and don't worry. There will be no
0: spoilers. I have not looked at them, so I don't even know what they say, why you would look at them, but let's not jump the gun here, friends.
1: Yeah, don't worry. We're not going to do that. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. It's really interesting. I mean, not interesting. Actually, it's not surprising at all or interesting that we got this announcement today, especially considering the massive leaks that happened, Um, was that just yesterday?
0: Yeah, I believe so. So you don't think that Sony had planned to announce these release dates? You think that they did it because of the leak?
1: I I do. Because it it sounds like when the announcement that they were going to be postponed indefinitely, it was due to the the distribution issues, right? And I wouldn't say that from the time that that was announced to now that... I mean, unless I've missed it, that the distribution issues have lifted entirely, probably to the point where Naughty Dog would want them to. My assumption here is that... The leaks happened and from what I've heard, I mean, and I don't know the specifics, but it sounds like there's some pretty pivotal moments that were leaked, um, stuff that was supposed to hit players by surprise. So it makes sense that if the game was already near completion, that Naughty Dog would want to get it out sooner rather than later and therefore bump Ghost of Tsushima, which was supposed to come out. I think was it, what day was Ghost supposed to come out? It was June 26th and had Last of Us come out June 19th and then bump Ghost to July 17th. That's my guess anyway too coincidental
0: interesting well i think that they were going to make this announcement sooner than later right because they want to let people know when the new release dates were going to happen um but i guess i guess it's possible that they just decided um to go to go to hit the go button as sapphire diamond ruby in the chat says probably had this post saved as a draft and decided to publish today
1: yeah that's (laughs) what i'm thinking yeah i mean you know, if you post some, if you delay something indefinitely, it doesn't seem like you would delay it indefinitely. But that indefinite release date would be a month later or whatever the actual time frame is. Either way, I'm really happy that it's coming out sooner. I think this is fantastic. So if we can avoid the spoilers from here until June 19th, then like, cool. But how shitty?
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. So let's go ahead and just jump right into that second story. So the second story is is the leak story that we were talking about. Britt, would you like to read this one?
1: Yeah, this is via Forbes. Warning. Massive The Last of Us Part 2 leak reveals plot details you don't want to see. And again, we're not going to go into any specifics here.
0: We will not be doing spoilers. Hell no. no.
1: Not great news for Naughty Dog as they scrambled to do damage control over a major leak of The Last of Us Part 2. Parts of the game taken from a dev build have been leaked online or are being disseminated across YouTube. This includes an enormous amount of cut Scenes from the game in various dev menus that reveal levels and plot points of The Last of Us Part Two. It's a massive sprawling leak and obviously something almost everyone is going to want to avoid, lest you fail be surprised by various twists and turns in the game. The rumor currently circulating is that these dev build leaks are from a disgruntled naughty dog employee who was tired of being mistreated there, so he decided to mass leak all of
0: this stuff. Yikes! I, why I, why? The- You're gonna get so sued. I mean, yeah, it's like, listen, <laughs> turns out Sony's lawyers are going to find you. There's no way that you can make this kind of a breach and not face severe consequences. So, yeah. I mean, the amount of of anger you must be feeling to want to have the full force of Sony Interactive's legal team come down on you. I mean, it, it makes you take a pause for a second and go, either this person was very stupid And made the dumbest choice they've probably ever made in their professional career. And now their career is over, by the way. They will never get hired at another video game studio ever again. Like, they're done for. And if they were stupid enough to do that, like, either they were just completely not thinking, and like I said, stupid. (laughs) Or they were so disgruntled they thought it was worth the consequences.
1: It's so weird to me. Yeah, it's – I don't know. And the re- the reason people are thinking it's a disgruntled employee is because if you watch the video, there's dev commentary and I guess some stuff on screen that shows that it's a dev build. So the assumption is is that it's – I mean, I don't know. I haven't got anywhere near the actual post, the original post of this, because I don't want to get spoiled from anything. But just uh, – it's – I don't know. It's just so shitty on so many levels. Like, one, like, sir, you're going to get sued because what you did was very, very illegal. And two, it's – you know, this is a game that I think – I know a lot of people are looking forward to. And these are characters that people really care about and have been, this is a game people have been anticipating for an incredibly long time. So to feel so upset that you want to ruin that, you know, not, not only ruin your career, but also just ruin this experience that people have been waiting for and are looking forward to. It's just a really shitty thing. That's the thing, Andrew. between all the Nintendo yeah. hacks, between people fucking reselling switches between this shit, man, people hoarding Purell What are you doing with your lives, man? We're in a fucking pandemic. Don't be a douche.
0: I mean, I think that we have discovered that the worst of humanity is just really (sighs) sinking to new lows amidst all the stress and everything that's happening worldwide. And it's just so frustrating when people feel the need to take advantage of others and especially in a way that is purely just for spite. And so like I I have to... Hold on to the idea, Britt, okay. that there can't possibly be something so terrible happening at Naughty Dog that somebody would want to do this intentionally, right? Like, I can't imagine a situation that's so bad there and that we wouldn't have heard about it already that now somebody's like, I'm going to just, like, to spite all of you, to give you, like, the big finger and be like, I hate you, Sony, I hate you, Naughty Dog, that they, they would do this, right? Like, I just... I would also. Do you think I, that I'm maybe being naive? In no, that?
1: no, 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 no. I, I, I'm i with you. I would, I mean, we don't know. We've heard the stories of massive crunch, which is obviously you know, not okay to a certain extent and whatnot. But I also think it kind of comes down to what people perceive as being too much. I think, you know, we tend to be more level headed. We tend to take things from a more logical perspective. But I think sometimes if someone's incredibly stressed out or if they're going through some hardships, it might not. Take a big event for someone to feel the need to get malicious. And I'm willing to bet that's kind of what's happening here. So yeah, I'm with you. but either way, it's fucked.
0: It is indeed. Um, just as a reminder, we ask you guys to be part of the show by writing into what'sgoodgames.com slash dear wgg or of course listening your questions in the chat and Tyler McCall, which by the way, Happy birthday. It's Tyler's birthday too. Happy birthday, Tyler. He's got a question and he writes, Do you think that major spoilers leaks ever impact sales? This could apply to movies, books, TVs, or games. If so, can you think of any examples where you think that the sale of something was impacted by a major leak prior to release? Hmm. Um I don't I can't think of a specific example, but I really think it depends on the product and depends on the medium. Right? So if it's a it's a big if it's a big licensed mm-hmm. thing. Probably not. You know, I think that certain types of mediums, you know, don't get as impacted like books. I can't imagine that books would be as impacted by this as, say, perhaps movies or TV would. I think even movies is probably the one that would be the most impacted. Like, for example, when movies get leaked onto the Internet and people pirate them, that absolutely impacts sales, right? The idea that if you have access to a bootleg version of a movie online… Someone on an iPhone… Their yeah. Some I mean like we see that happen all the time, you know, with these major blockbuster releases. So I think, you know, those definitely impact sales when it comes to games specifically. I don't think that it's as impactful because the experience of playing the game is still what drives a lot of consumer purchases, and this certainly isn't going to impact the Last of Us Part Two. I think that this will, if anything, um, invigorate the community and make people more excited, especially since the release date's now been announced.
1: Yeah, I think you're only going to see the games impacted on a very small scale, and that would be if someone happens to see the spoiler and, let's say, their favorite character dies, and all of a sudden they're so upset that they don't want to play the game because, A, like, it's too upsetting, or, B, it's because they think it's a stupid narrative decision. Uh, that's the only reason why I could think someone wouldn't want to play the game, unless they're... J- it, I mean... Yeah, I, I was going to because then if, if they don't even care about actually playing it, they could just read the Wikipedia because, like, a few days after the game's out, there's going to be spoilers all over it anyway. You know, but there is something to be said about, you know, it's even if, like I'm, – I'm going, I'm going to this with the optimistic point of view that none of us are going to get spoiled to The Last of Us Part 2. But I've had to have that kind of, like, little real conversation with myself saying, okay, well, you know, there's – Twitter, there's Facebook, like we're constantly checking things and you don't always have time to scan things. Even the chat right now, I'm like kind of looking out of the corner of my eye like, please
0: please don't do it. Um, Oh no, if you guys do it, just know that if you ever post spoilers in our Twitch chat, you're gone. Yeah. Like If that's not in the rules, I'll add it to the rules. I'm pretty sure it's in the Twitch rules. It should be. Our Twitch chat rules. But yeah, no no spoilers.
1: Even if something does get spoiled, it's that saying of it's the journey, not the destination or whatever. All I'm saying is there's still going to be tons of moments that happen through the game that I think are going to take us by surprise. You're going to see these characters in action and the character building. And, you know, I think the biggest original final fantasy 7 spoiler is a certain character's death that i think we're all very aware of and i knew that for the longest time and i just played final fantasy 7 for the first time maybe four or five years ago four years ago and i wasn't expecting to be impacted by that by that moment because i already knew it was coming but actually seeing it play out and seeing the way it played out i was crying like a little baby so you know even if something does get spoiled like it's shitty but i think the experience can still be one worth experiencing yourself
0: Yes. Yeah. I, 100%. And it was interesting how I made the comment about books and then Tyler in the chat, of course, talks about how he was in a Counter-Strike chat and somebody spoiled Harry Potter book six, the plot point about Dumbledore for him. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that that but as a book series if there's like a major moment like that it could be very impactful but i still don't think that would have hurt the sales to your question tyler Hmm. not to say that book spoilers aren't possible because obviously they are like i think game of thrones suffered from that quite a bit actually um but but to to impact sales definitely skeptical on if that's a thing so um Hopefully you guys can avoid these. I know that there's lots of tools to do so on various social media platforms. There are tools to do it on YouTube as well. So I hope you guys can, you know, take some time if you are really concerned about those getting spoiled for you to install some of those tools. Use use mute words and mute hat, mat, mute hashtags and all that to, to protect yourself. And hopefully people won't be jerks about it. And hopefully Sony's team will be able to get these videos taken down youtube as quickly as possible doesn't mean they're not going to exist in other places on the internet but hopefully if they can at least get them removed from youtube that they won't accidentally be showing up in search or things like that
1: i want there to be a public trial of this person so i can throw like (laughs) things at them nothing like i don't want to hurt the person like maybe i'll throw socks at them like stinky
0: (laughs) socks like why are you doing this And like pelting them in the head we could throw water balloons at them oh okay that's even better Right? Can, like, well, we, everybody gets a chance to throw a water balloon and be like, you're a bad person. You're a
1: bad person. Maybe some of them have pee in them. I don't know. No, that's a health May- hazard. Again, we don't want to be too douchey. Just, huh.
0: Anyway. We kind of do. We kind of do. Though. Yeah,
1: we kind of do. that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we kind of do. We kind of do. <laughs>
0: We're all about sharing love and positivity here at What's Good Games, But this is not cool, bro. Unless you
1: spoil The Last of Us part, too. And then Hashtag
0: not cool, bro. Get a
1: water balloon filled with pee at your face. <laughs>
0: you're welcome. You deserve <laughs> this. Oh, my goodness. Um, Spelt Wrong Britt says, Holy hell, Andrea, your hair is getting so long. Still looking fly, per usual, though. Why, thank you. But, you know, my hair's been this length for months now. It's a good length. (laughs) But I'm glad you noticed it. I'm glad you noticed it today. Uh, All right, moving on to our next story. So this was a giant event that happened over the weekend. The Travis Scott Fortnite event was a completely immersive and insane experience. I modified IGN's headline just a tiny bit. Travis Scott's astronomical event saw 12.3 million players tuning in when it debuted April 23rd, setting a new all-time concurrent player record. That eclipsed the last in-game concert, which Marshmallow headline, which brought in 10.7 concurrent million players in February of 2019, as well as the end event, arguably Fortnite's biggest Biggest gameplay related event. The end, which saw Fortnite server shut down while a black hole reset the world for Fortnite Chapter 2, only pulled in six million players. Only. only only six million players. And we only
1: pull in six million viewers to our What's Good Games live show. It's fine. Listen,
0: you know, um some days you can only get six million. You know, we're working to be the best we're gonna break our own record eventually Brittany. it's true
1: it's true (laughs) we need travis scott apparently to do it though I,
0: i guess so the irony of this article is well maybe not irony is the is the good word to use there but that when we talked about this on the show we both were like i don't know who travis scott is i mean you i said that you knew who he was um and And now, apparently, he's the biggest thing in Fortnite, which is awesome. And I saw some videos of the stream, and it looked so cool. So hats off to the entire team at Epic Games who put this together and to Travis Scott for doing a fantastic concert that clearly brought a lot of people a lot of joy. Did you catch any of the videos, Britt?
1: Yeah, I watched it, actually, and it was only 10 minutes long. I thought it was going to be, like, hours because this weekend I saw my first live digital concert. And that, was an, that went an hour long. And then I went then I went and watched this Travis Scott thing. So it's like 10 minutes, and he, it's kind of like a big remix, right? He goes through all these different songs, and there's all these cool effects happening. And uh, it was really well done. And what's so cool about it is after I watched the digital live stream of a concert, and then I watched the Travis Scott performance, I thought, man, that Travis Scott thing was way cooler than the thing I saw. Because, you know, watching a digital concert, it looks – you know, I think we've trained ourselves that it looks just kind of like almost like an, another YouTube video, right? There's nothing that really stands out about it. It's it sounds great. It's fun to watch, but it's not immersive like this Fortnite event was because you have all these people doing their emotes and running around and jumping and thankfully they disable weapons so you can't kill people during the concert. Uh, it was really cool. It was really well done. I guess I was expecting a full well fledged concert, but I'm an old person and I don't
0: understand how these things work.
1: That makes sense because the whole thing is so choreographed that that would take a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine the amount of time the developers would need to animate and prepare something that's 60 minutes long versus 10 minutes. Because even doing something that's 10 minutes long is a ton of work from a gameplay design perspective. So I hope that we see more of these. Obviously, we're going to. They're clearly very popular I'm curious though, like who the next big artist is going to be that appears in Fortnite. We've had Ooh. DJs, we've had rappers. Who do you think is next, Britt?
1: I'm not cool and hip anymore with the artists of the day. I only listen to my 90s and 2000s music. So uh, have we had a rock star?
0: Not that I can recall. I feel like the next thing that would maybe be really big is someone like Billie Eilish, who's oh, like really yeah, popular yeah. with all the kids, I right? Do, I do
1: know the Eilish. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's really popular. I mean, she's she's like, great. I mean, I, yeah. I think that now would be a perfect time to bring her on. You know, she's hot off all these award show wins. She she's got the look that all the kids want these days. Or, you know, we could just do a throwback and bring the Jonas Brothers in.
1: I thought you were going to say Backstreet Boys and I was going to be real excited. And then there I mean, you the and brothers. I would be
0: excited, but the kids don't know who Backstreet like, Boys it's okay. are.
1: Like we're the elders. We're the ones who deserve the respect and the attention around here. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but we're not the ones spending lots of money in Fortnite. Well,
1: maybe we would. I would buy a Nick Carter hair emoji. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the bowl cut? <laughs> it would be yeah. the Nick Carter bowl cut.
0: It would be pretty, Cosmetic it would be pretty good. Oh, it would my be God. Pretty good. All of the moms and then the would be like, all right, the- all right, little Jimmy, give me the controller. Mommy's playing Fortnite today. Mommy knows what
1: this is all about. <laughs> big sheets. big. All right. Oh, it'd be so good. I'm sorry. What was that dance move? The backstreet, everybody,
0: everybody, you know, I I I don't know how much in frame I am. So that's why I'm doing it so close. No, you're all the way in frame. I'm literally making you full screen so I can give this later. Backstreet, back all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, lady, but everybody, Brittany is on a (sighs) backstreet, a tirade. Let's
1: go. Let's bring him in because I want it that way. (laughs) Look
0: at you with all the puns. I love it. Thanks. Um, well, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Travis Scott concert. We'll keep an eye out for what the next big thing in Fortnite is. In the weirdest transition ever into some sad news, well, not really sad, I guess, disturbing news, um, Nintendo says that up to 160,000 accounts may have been accessed by hacks. So, Britt, last week, we got wind of this. It was making its way around some smaller sites, and Nintendo hadn't outright confirmed it, and so we were waiting to see what Nintendo was going to say about this, and now they have, unfortunately, confirmed. So the article over at Polygon reads, the Nintendo has disabled the ability to log into a Nintendo account using a Nintendo network ID after approximately 160,000 accounts were compromised by unauthorized parties. Nintendo's statement, originally published in Japanese, says that the ID and password information for NNIDs was obtained illegally by some means other than our service for the beginning of April nicknames date of birth country region email address and gender associated with these IDs and Nintendo accounts were compromised as part of the breach and may have been exposed Nintendo warns some accounts may have been used for fraudulent purchases including large amounts of Fortnite's in game currency speak of the devil (laughs) V bucks according to the reports from affected users Nintendo says it will reset the passwords of affected accounts and that users will be notified by email the company recommends enabling two-factor authentication for your Nintendo account and using separate passwords for NNID and your Nintendo account logins. Oh,
1: wow. boy. Oh, boy.
0: I... People being bad once again.
1: You know, fucking A. When I saw these articles spreading last week, I was thinking, okay, it sounded, from what it sounded like, it was more or less an isolated case, but then when t- Nintendo released this number, I was very surprised by the 160,000 Nintendo accounts. Like, Dang and someone in chat who was a oh, level 1 bard says i mean it was their turn every other gaming company has been hacked
0: i mean that's true but if you think about it 160000 accounts is is very small comparatively like if you remember back to the sony hack that was millions and millions of players around the world that were part of that millions. hack. And so I think if Nintendo really only was able to limit this to 160,000 accounts, while still crappy for all of those people, at least it wasn't like a much bigger slice of Nintendo's player base.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, 160,000 compared to the what are they, like 40 something million switches sold. Not terrible, but it's it's funny when we just see these little isolated, you know, po- posts in social media. Oh, my stuff was a ca- my hack. My stuff was hacked. Whatever. You think it's just like a small group, and then you're like, oh wow. I think I think this is my problem, Andrew. I think I forget how many fucking people play video games. You know, because the industry side of it is so small that you see, you know, how many hundreds and of, mil- of millions of people are you know playing games, and how many are involved, and even. It's crazy that 160,000 people getting hacked from Nintendo. We're like, well, that's not – It's a, it sucks, but it's not that big
0: of a number. It's, you know what I mean? Yes. I know I know what you mean. And yeah. in the chat, Cypher Diamond Ruby writes, I wonder if they reached out to those accounts. I don't know if they did. It looks like Nintendo – oh, wait. No, it does say that users will be notified by email. Because it's going to so... reset
1: the passwords of affected accounts.
0: Right. I mean, I reset mine this morning just in case, but I think that we can't say enough that two-factor authentication is incredibly important while super annoying. Don't get me wrong. I hate that I always have to have my phone with me so that I can get the codes for everything (laughs) for two-factor, but it's super important as well. Especially right
1: now. You protect yourself. (laughs) Hackers going to hack like Punk said in chat. Hackers going to hack.
0: Yeah. Hackers going to hack. It's true. Okay, moving on to some more positive news. I am happy to report that... The World of Warships community of players are currently raising money for our dear friends, Stack Up. If you guys aren't familiar with Stack Up as a charity, they are a fantastic group of people. Um, we have done a lot of work with Stack Up over the years, and I'm so glad that they are able to help veterans the way that they have. And so their partnership with World of Warships is really cool. So they're raising money for Stack Up to help them staff their helpline for U.S. veterans. 24 7 the goal was originally to raise a hundred thousand dollars but they apparently have sailed past 145 000 and you can still participate up through may 5th so what they're doing is if you go to world of warships or if you're an online player they have special bundles that you can purchase and purchasing these bundles for in-game items helps contribute those profits directly to stack up that's and great i know isn't this awesome Britt? I love that they reached out about it. It, it. it was the PR team for World of Warships was like, Oh, do you know about Stack Up? And I was like, Do I know about Stack Up? Oh, yeah. Come on. Do you know about that one,
1: machuga Nader, Steven?
0: Amazing machuga. Steven. Machuga. Um, he's speaking at Games Beat Summit, actually. He's Just everywhere. A little too. aside. He is. I love that guy. He's, he, I swear he's coming for my busiest lady in the business he title. He is. He's so- going for it. Um, so what's cool about what they're doing, let me just read a little bit about what's happening on the website and what they're doing. So essentially they have all of these videos for Operation Lifeboat, which is essentially a helpline for veterans that are suffering from mental health issues, uh, wellness issues, and maybe just need somebody to talk to. If you guys aren't aware, uh, suicide rates among veterans is incredibly high. And StackUp has done a really fantastic job of providing resources to veterans that need somebody to talk to. And maybe they just want to play games with somebody. And so they're providing a platform for that. And there's a lot of great stories that you guys can see on the World of Warships website. We'll link that in the show notes if you guys want to watch those stories and hear from veterans who are part of stack up and how operation lifeboat has saved them. And if you guys want to buy the in-game bundles that, go directly to stack up you can do that on that website as well so i'm not going to read the whole thing here i just wanted to give them a shout out and say that stack up does a lot of great work for our veterans not just in the united states but our allied countries as well so if you aren't from the united states and you still want to participate know that troops that are part of the united states allied nations with our armed forces are also benefiting from stack up as well so so
1: great um Before we move on, Naughty Dog released a quick statement about the leak on their Twitter account. And it says, We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. Naughty Dog. So.
0: Um, I I believe... Neil Druckmann also made a statement on Twitter, which I'm looking up right now, so that we can also add that. Oh, my sound um, so loud. He
1: just said, he, so he quote tweeted that statement I just read and said, heartbroken for the team, heartbroken for our fans. We're still incredibly excited to get the game into your hands. Hey, that rhymes. I did. That's so shitty. God, it's just, again... Those piss filled water balloons, man, we're coming for you, whoever you are. <laughs> Sir ma'am. I'm gonna see you at the courthouse. We're all gonna riot.
0: <laughs> I'm with you, Britt. I'll grab my pitchfork. Let's go. Um, back to some more good news. Um I just transitioned to you, Britt. Um, would you like to read this one?
1: Loved you. Bethesda Softworks will be donating one million to multiple groups to help coronavirus relief efforts. The company is giving five hundred thousand to Direct Relief, a charity that provides protective equipment to the healthcare workers who are combating coronavirus. Bethesda will donate two hundred and fifty thousand to UNICEF, which will help children on a more global scale. Another two hundred and fifty thousand will go to local coronavirus relief closer to where the studios are based, both at quote, individual studios and international offices, Bethesda said in the news release. These charities will be picked by the offices around on around the world bethesda employees will also be streaming games from home on twitch as part of its hashtag bethesda at home campaign viewers will be able to contribute to the charities above during the streams as well i'm starting to lose count of all these awesome contributions from all these game companies and that's a good thing that is a good thing yeah good job nice work bethesda and the hashtag is again bethesda at home
0: if you guys want to check out some of their employees who are streaming, I've been seeing so many people talking about Fallout seventy six. I feel like I'm gonna have to jump back in. Yeah. How are you feeling about it, Britt? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I feel the same way. I was reading some reviews on it, and it sounds the thing that okay, it sounds like it's a it's a great step forward. But there's apparently no way for you to progress in story missions with your teammates if you want to play together. Like you either have to do them separately. Or you can join someone, but you won't get the credit for it. I'm not sure if I – I read that on Hmm. IGN's review, and I'm not sure if I got that 100% correct. But that sounds like the biggest boner kill in the world. Because if you're playing an MMO with someone, why wouldn't you be able to experience and accomplish the story missions together? I don't want to get my panties in too much of a twisted bundle before I can confirm that this is true. But from what what it sounds like, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I'm with I'm with you that that seems like a a head scratcher of a of a choice, um, especially since they put so much work into the Wastelanders update and what I played at PAX East looked really good. Yeah, but I mean I I guess I just always think of Fallout as a solitary game, and while I like that there's a multiplayer component to it. I don't know if I'd ever want to play Fallout with somebody. Really? Because there's just so much inventory management in that game, and the RPG weeds that you get into seems like it would not be conducive to group play.
1: <laughs> I don't know, because here's the... Well, okay. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about how, like, right now, with everything going on, maybe you would want to play Fallout 76 with someone because, you know, you're alone and... You're not alone. You know what I'm trying to say. I fucked it all yeah. up. I'm trying to multitask. I'm trying to find Alone together. Okay. Here we go. Uh, um, are you looking are
0: you looking up the thing?
1: Yeah, so if you can solve me for like 3 seconds.
0: Yeah, sure. So while you are looking that up, I'm just going to read a couple more of these bullet points of the news. Uh, Google is going to reveal new games during its Stadia Connect on YouTube this week. So we have a little bit of a press release here, just like a little blurb. All I'm going to really say here, because like <laughs> there's not really much to speculate on right now, but games that have already been confirmed for Stadia this year include Marvel's Avengers, The Elder Scrolls Online, and Superhot. Plus, in a blog post that was published... Um, this week, Google said that Lara Croft, maybe this week, maybe that was last week, uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris is coming to Stadia, and so is Kona. So those are just a couple of games. Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris is a much underlooked game, but a very fun co-op game. But you know how people ask us all the time, what are fun co-op games I can play with mm-hmm. my friends? Uh, that is a perfect example. It is. To- it's a very good game. Definitely would recommend it. Um, we are going to, of course, be keeping our eye on the Stadia Connect and everything that they are going to be um, talking about there. Maybe, maybe if we get a, a, a wild hair, we'll do a live reacts. Oh. Maybe. oh, Maybe you should turn your notifications on for Twitch when we go live. Maybe that's a great idea. I'm
1: trying to remember the last time we did a live stream for a reveal event. That was like literally very, that was very, very exciting. Uh, I guess we did XO20. Was that exciting? Was that exciting though? Well, that that's the most exciting I think it was. And the last one we did was the PS5 with Mark Sterny, bless his heart.
0: Oh my gosh, that <laughs> thing, that thing! Not only did we our stream have tech problems, which I will make sure is solved um, for this time, but yikes, was that dry?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you know you understood a thing he said, it was probably like fat material. But for us, we were like, well, we're not <laughs> smart enough for this. What is happening?
0: that's true it was just all about those ears man yeah he wants photos of your ears everybody
1: oh yeah he wants to make molds of your ears it's fine (laughs) Um, i found that quote and yeah it sounds like i described it adequately so yeah you can't do story missions with someone it's kind of like you have to do it instanced or you don't get credit which is silly also i don't know if anyone's been on nail watch but i've lost two nails during the course of this video this stream oh no what i'm down to these two guys left and i don't think they're gonna last much longer
0: (laughs) I officially only have one left. (laughs) One. The rest of them are gone. I'm going to get some. I think I'm going to get some press-ons or something. I was thinking about it. They're so sad. Brittany, I haven't felt the tips of my fingers in a really long time. It's terrifying, right? Like, I don't like I forgot what this feels like. They feel so brittle
1: and thin. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. No, they're terrible. And also, I typing on my phone. I'm like Uh, I'm I'm messing it up because I (laughs) taught myself how to type with my nails and now that I don't have them I'm hitting all of the wrong keys yeah
1: I don't even know how to (sighs) take out my contacts it's hard because I don't I'm so used to having to put my fingers in a stupid struggle but a struggle nonetheless
0: quarantine problems man right all right continuing on some other blurbs that we've got for you guys um wwe 2k battlegrounds is an all-new arcade style game coming later this year um GameSpot wrote up a whole article on this if you guys want more details but basically as the name suggests battlegrounds is an arcade style wrestling game it's developed by saber interactive which is the same team that developed nba 2k playgrounds 2 which is also an arcade style game and it's set for the fall that's about all we know of the game at this time uh 2K also confirmed that WWE 2K21, a simulation game, will not release this year. The company is looking over the feedback from the poorly received WWE 2K20 and will put an emphasis on quality and fun for the next installment in the series. 2K is giving the developers at Visual Concepts more time to realize this vision. And as such, the new game is scheduled to launch sometime in 2021.
1: I mean, I think it was quality and fun uh, plenty. In WWE 2K20 with all those bugs and glitches. I was rolling with some of those. It was so damn funny. So if you guys don't remember this game, I don't remember when this game came out, but when it did launch, it was so poorly done. The development and the the whatever, the q I, there's no QA done, apparently, because the there's eyeballs bulging, and there were people who would get flung into the ropes and they would just like keep circling forever. But the memes and the jokes that came out of it were so hilarious. But you know what's interesting is the idea of a WWE 2K Battlegrounds game is pretty attractive to me. I think that might be a game I try playing. I used to love wrestling back in the day in the heyday of, you know, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Stone Cold, and Triple H, and Owen Hart, and Bret Hart, and, you know, all those old, like, the 90s and mid-90s. And I always loved wrestling. I just kind of fell off the the radar with it. But something that's a little more chill sounds fun. I'm not into, like, the, the actual, like one like the sim because it sounds like you actually have to be good at that and it sounds like it's more serious but something silly like this i think I could, yeah so uh, somebody get in into. the
0: chat um spaghetti jr asked what does arcade style mean here so essentially arcade uh, an arcade style game means that it's not simulation meaning that there's a bunch of fantasy moves that are not possible or that are not things that the actual wrestlers use that the way that hit points and health and things like that are, you know, fantasy inspire arcade inspired instead of simulation. So.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like think of the NFL Blitz games
0: versus obviously the Madden? Madden, yeah. God, Blitz That's is a great so example. Much fun. I love those games. They are fun. We need more arcade style stuff. I mean, yeah, I I love that there's a place for simulation, but I prefer I prefer the arcade. Same. Okay. Um that is about it for the news. Um, for this week, we are now going to move into some of your guys' questions in Dear WGG. Again, as a reminder, if you're not joining us live on twitch.tv slash what's good games, you can always send your questions to dear WGG at what's dearwgg slash dear WGG. Pretty easy to remember, right? So Britt, I'm going to go ahead and have you pick the first question while I check the doc for new responses.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Okay, let's go with this one from John. He says, Ben Studios is hiring for a new AAA project. If it's a sequel to Days Gone, do you have any interest? And if so, what do you want to see done differently? So the idea that Ben Studios mm. is hiring is not new news by any means. But I really enjoy Days Gone and I think Days Gone could be my yearly wrap-up game that I go back to that I actually play from start to finish. So like this last year, it was Horizon Zero Dawn. The year before that, it was... Oh, I don't remember what it fucking was. Anyway, I have this tradition where the end of every year, I play a game that I missed during the initial release. So while I did play Days Gone for maybe like 20 or 30 hours, I encountered some gnarly bugs with that game. So for example, the entire level design would disappear. So the characters were just kind of floating in space. Like it was like this weird... Like the the atmosphere and the sky had rendered, but there was no ground or buildings or anything, so that was a little off putting. And then every time I got on uh, the motorcycle, the audio would just completely cut out. Um, like everything would cut out. And at as, at the time that I reported all of this, it was obviously pre release. But even a few weeks after the game released, it had still it was still encountering this, these issues. So I just had to stop playing and move on to something else. But. I would love to see A Days Gone, too, but because I haven't finished it, I don't know how that story ends, so I can't really say specifically. But
0: Well, that game did very well sales-wise. They announced that last year that it sold more than they projected, and a lot of people really liked that game. And here's my thing. We all know that that game had issues at launch. They patched a lot of those issues over the following months, and I bet if you and I, Brett, jumped back into it now that we probably would have a much better experience. Yeah. That said, you know, there are still some categorical design choices that Ben made in that game that I thought were problematic overall. But that doesn't mean the game was bad, like for the record. like Just because something doesn't work well in one aspect of, of the game doesn't mean the game is garbage. So I think that that's important to remember and also there's nothing wrong with liking games. We get asked all the time what's our favorite game that nobody else likes or you know what's like your favorite good bad game or whatever. But I wouldn't even call um I wouldn't even call that game bad. No. It isn't a bad game. Not at all. It's a great game. But it,
1: that's just part of the issue that we sometimes face too when
0: we get pre-release builds
1: is they're not ready. And that's unfortunately Sometimes happens.
0: Indeed. Yes. So, next question is from, oh, well, mm, 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 mm. I was thinking about doing Jeff's question. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. This one's from Jeff. Hi, and good morning. I'm wondering if there are any old games you've gone back to during quarantine. And if so, which ones and why? My cousin and I have both fired up our PS3s. That's not a typo. And are fighting our way through Dead Island while on voice with each other and having a blast. Aww. Keep up the awesome work and stay safe. Dead Island's
1: a fun choice. You know, that's just another one of those games that's not perfect, but it's still fun. It's an old land game. They did a good job with it. Um, yes. I... I feel like oh we talked about this during our Patreon streams. That's why it sounds Mm -hmm. so familiar. But I've just been playing uh, besides Final Fantasy VII and Resident Evil Three. I've just been playing Yakuza essentially since I got back from Pax East, and I am like a third of the way through Yakuza Six. And then after that, Andrea, I'm done with Yakuza because there's no more right now. I mean, there are some Japanese-only or Japan-only games that haven't crossed. The Ocean, that I don't know if we'll ever get, that I might have to import. And then eventually we're getting Yakuza 7 sometime this year, I hope. But I don't know what I'm going to do with my life.
0: Uh, you could play games with me. I could.
1: Do you want to play Sakura Wars with me? I guess that's not a b- multiplayer game. Never mind. No. <laughs> I know. See, I'm- <laughs> She's like, no, that's not a multiplayer game. Oh, I know, that wouldn't work anyway. But, yeah. So I guess, technically, I've been playing nothing but older games. I'm also doing a lot of puzzles. Which is like as old as it gets, I feel Oh, like.
0: very nice. Yeah. It's a good little change of pace. Yeah, I thought about going back, but there's just so many games out right now that I'm having a good time playing. So um, Predator just came out, and I want to spend some time playing that game. We're hopefully going to get our good friend Geo Corsi to stream some Predator with us this week. So, so that should be fun. And I have been playing Animal Crossing, but I can only do so much of that a day. And then there's like nothing else to do. Uh, but I've also <laughs> been playing the Guardian games in Destiny 2, which I need to play more of, been more into Rainbow Six Siege and their new update. And I just feel like I'm doing so much. I haven't even really spent enough time with the Division 2's new season. There's just, this is right now for me is a great time to get in as many games as live services as possible because it's really hard to juggle when we're traveling because doing those multiplayer intensive games on the road is like next to impossible mm-hmm. i saw blood roots on my switch which i want to play oh. as well so lots to play and i just got a code for star one of the games that i played at pax east that i was talking about so there you go probably gonna stream that game too
1: lots of games but- to play
0: no shortage of games to play. It's
1: true. I'm excited to hop into my Switch because I haven't played Animal Crossing in a hot minute. I I, I was really enjoying it, and then I stepped away for like four or five days, and then I've honestly felt like low-key embarrassed to go back to it because I'm scared all my villagers are going to hate me, and it's, everything's going to be overrun with weeds, and there's going to be a lot of pressure.
0: That's what Steimer said, too. Yeah. But then she, she said that they were a little mad at first when she eventually logged back in, but then now it's fine.
1: I don't have time to be mad at for, be mad at by animals, you know. Like I ain't got time for that. The world's stressful enough. I to get it's out. true,
0: the world is stressful. Don't let those don't let those animals and animal Ooh, trials of mana. Yeah,
1: Bunko that would be a good one. Trials of Mana Sakura Wars is out, I think today or tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm still feeling like some JRPG. That's I think that's still gonna be my, like that's gonna be my next game.
0: I know that you weren't super excited about Trials of Mana after your demo time with it, but. I can't stress enough that everyone I've seen write about it wrote really good things about it.
1: Oh, did I say I wasn't super impressed by it? I yeah, we
0: talked. It, we talked about it on the on the Friday show.
1: Oh no no, it was the reviews I had. Re- some reviews I had read hadn't painted it in the best light. But, like there were some weird audio issues and.
0: Hmm. But
1: I think the reason. Okay, so I think the reason I would enjoy because I did enjoy the demo, but one of the God what was that E three. That I played that game last? <laughs> I don't know. Because it sounds like it's very much the original game translated to like a new engine, which sounds great to me. Like, I can appreciate that because I love that older stuff. But it was some other issues I've been reading that made it seem like it was like, oh, and some weird um, like voiceover issues. And I don't know. I'd have to read the review again. But yeah, I'm also seeing a lot of people saying it looks good. It's, I don't know. Sakura Wars has mechs in them, though. And I kind of like some mechs.
0: Well, then go for that. I think I might. Do it. I might. Um, so in the chat, Blind Gamer Steve writes, what's the one game that you keep putting on the back burner no matter how hard you try to get to you just can't? Before you answer, I want to give a shout out to Steve, not only just because he's a cool cat, but we're going to be streaming some Call of Duty Warzone together, hopefully later this week after ah. Games Beat Summit is done. So, But mm. great question, Steve. What do you think, Brittany? What's on that back burner that you're like, I know I should play this, but I just like can't bring myself to do it?
1: Well, that game was Horizon, but I just that was like my number one. I would say right now and I keep talking about it, and I've talked about it for about 10 years is Metal Gear Solid. I have never given that game a fair shake and I just have always wanted to experience it because I've heard so many people say it's such an incredible game that uh, i it's either okay, it's either Metal Gear Solid or I really want to sit down seriously with the Silent Hill franchise because the last time I tried to play the Silent Hill games, I was young and it was traumatic. And I think I told you and Simon about that story with that guy I invited over named Andy. Now he's a writer for some big thing and he had weird feet. It was the whole thing, and uh, they were just so terrifying at that time that I never got back to playing them. So I would say Silent Hill or Metal Gear Solid.
0: Interesting, those are two picks that I think would be great for you that I probably will never revisit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If I, if I think about what's been on my back burner, it's been finishing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I never completed the campaign. I got so sidetracked doing all of the various side quests and unlocking all of the map points and collecting stuff that, you know, I stopped playing for a while and I just keep telling myself like, I won't, allow myself to delete it from my console to make space for other games and it's a big game too and john's yeah. like you're not really going back to assassin's creed i go yes i am i'm going to finish that game Dan. i'm going to do it
1: i mean you're lying to yourself baby girl it's okay
0: oh brit maybe i am though i think you are
1: and i can tell you that as your friend that i don't think you're ever going to go back to it but that's okay you know if it makes you feel better in these times of need to keep that game installed on your hard drive, then you know what? You fucking keep that game installed on your hard
0: drive. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the support, Brit. <laughs> Got you. Oh my goodness. Um, so I dropped this question here at the bottom um, for you. I don't know if you want to, to talk about this at all. If that, you think that that's something that would venture into spoiler territory or if you think you could answer that question without spoiling anything.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, but you don't, I don't have to spoil it. Okay. Francois' question is A lot of people are going to be talking about the Honeybee Inn and with good reasons, but I feel like my favorite place in the game is Aerith's house. It's so beautiful and peaceful. Um, I don't know if it's because of the lighting, but every cutscene that takes place looks absolutely stunning. What is the most memorable moment in FF7R for you, Final Fantasy Seven Remake? Um, I, can, I can answer this without spoiling. I would say it's a very intense battle where an iconic song starts playing. And when that happened, I had a legit emotional reaction to it where I was just pausing the game and letting the music play. And I just couldn't believe it was happening and the way it was timed and the way it was all choreographed and the way the cinematics were interjected. It was uh, probably like the most memorable boss fight I think I've Ever had in a video game, actually, come to think of it. The, the, it was just so perfectly executed. So, sorry, I guess I didn't really answer that because I didn't spoil it, but it was definitely a boss fight in that game.
0: But if you want to hear about spoilers in Final Fantasy VII Remake, our spoiler cast is live. It was just in the previous episode in your feed. But if you haven't finished the game yet, obviously hold off on <laughs> oh, yeah. going to visit the spoiler we, cast episode. We deep dive. Yeah, the first half of the episode is is just news like normal. We take a quick break and then we come back and do the spoiler cast. Of course, if you guys have been avoiding that episode altogether, don't. There's still a lot of good content in the front of the episode that has nothing to do with Final Fantasy VII Remake. But it's interesting because I obviously didn't have any emotional ties to uh, to, to songs, to games, moments in the game the way that you did, Brittany, because I never played the original Final Fantasy VII. But... I really loved how it felt like there were so many individual moments that felt unique. And Francois's most memorable moment is a great one: uh, seeing Eris' house for the first time, oh. and just remembering the beauty of it and all of the flowers everywhere, and amidst this, you know, slums all around you and the kind of trash, you know, that kind of surrounds everything else in the slums. And then like this, like little respite, this little beautiful oasis where. Aerith has cultivated this gorgeous garden there's a little waterfall and it's it's really nice it's a a nice place for sure so that's a that's a great moment Francois good pick
1: yeah there's so many moments I keep thinking about stuff regarding Final Fantasy 7 that I want to talk about like no we already did our spoiler cast we already did it your time you have
0: have additional thoughts that you want to talk about
1: yeah, it, just little things that come up because Jason's playing it. So while I'm playing Yakuza, he's playing Final Fantasy seven Final Fantasy seven next to me. So I keep like glancing over and watching the cutscenes and seeing how certain events unfold and certain dialogues that characters use, knowing like what you know about the story. It's it really shines in a different light in a good way. It, I love that about games when you can replay them a second time, knowing what you know is going to go down and you can gather additional info from it. It's really fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, I hadn't anticipated going back and playing any part of that game over again, but someone had mentioned, I think it was, I don't know if it was Wout or somebody, about going back and playing just the Honey Bee Inn level just to do that dance sequence again and I'm like, yeah. yeah, That might be something that I do. They should just make that its own game, really.
1: Do the Honey Bee Inn sim?
0: (gasps) Where it's just you performing on stage with Andrea the whole time.
1: I mean, that would be great. Or you can even like <laughs> customize the furniture. No, that's the part Jason was at yesterday. Is he redid the honey? Well, not redid. He did the honey in for the first time, and he didn't know about cloud scene and cloud having to get you know dressed up and whatnot. And he uh he thought that was really fun. It was great to watch watch <laughs> it too. it was like <laughs> you don't know it's coming to you, but he did all the side quests like a good like a good boy, and he got the pretty dress for Era. typically i've said this before i didn't think he would like this game he's someone who doesn't care about story very much he just wants to and i quote go in and kill shit so he's all about Mm. like the combat but he is just savoring every minute of this game and so i think it just again speaks volumes to how well it was done i mean it grabbed you it's grabbed him and like hey anything is possible now we live in a world of magic and wonder
0: we do indeed. indeed oh video games and that's going to do it for our show for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us at twitch.tv slash what's good games. We're going to say goodbye, but then we'll be back to read subs, of course. So if you guys have not yet been to our Twitch channel, we are accepting subscriptions. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you get a free Twitch sub sub to give to a channel of your choosing, and we would ask that maybe you consider What's Good Games as the channel that you give that free sub to. It's super easy to connect your Twitch account to your Amazon account. I actually recorded myself doing it, so you can see. I just haven't actually posted that video, so that's on my to-do list, but just a friendly reminder that that exists. You've got got a free thing. It's free for you, and it helps us. Thumbs up all around. All right, everybody, we will be back for Friday's show. We hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. Again, there will be a couple of gameplay streams happening between now and Friday. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, So maybe turn those notifications on. And that is going to do it. Brittany, can you send us home?
1: Goodbye.